You're listening to the weekly Parsha podcast with Ari Goldwag, recorded with Hashem's never-ending assistance in Ramat Beit Shemesh Israel, 5783-2022. This week's Parsha is Parsha's Vayetze. Yaakov Avinu is leaving the land of Israel. He's heading out into the wilderness, out into Golis, out into the exile, in order to find his wives, to start the people of Israel, 12 tribes, the very first Psukim of our Parsha. Yaakov leaves Be'er Sheva, the home of his father. He heads towards Charon. What a contrast. Avram Avinu, Abraham, left Charon on his way to the Holy Land. And Yaakov has to head out back to his grandfather's original home. He reached a certain place. He went to sleep, Kiva Hashemesh, the sun had set. He took from the stones of the place, place, he put them, he used them perhaps as a pillow, or he, he put them around his head, and he slept in that place. And he has his famous dream, He sees the, he sees the ladder, based on the earth, rising up to the heavens. He sees the Malachim Oilev Yardim Boy, the angels going up and down. Really a lot of beautiful, beautiful concepts that are taught based on these verses. I'd like to share with you a few different pieces in the Medrash. Actually, I have three different pieces prepared. And there's really some awesome, awesome ideas. Before even reading the first piece, Chazal say, Yaakov Avinu, is a concept of prayer, it's a concept of tefillah, it's a concept of Yaakov Avinu, he's representative of the prayer of the evening. Mairev, that we pray every evening, Avram Avinu is Shachris, the morning prayer, Yitzchak is Mincha, is the afternoon prayer, Yaakov is the evening prayer, it's a piece in the Medrash, it's the Gemara as well in Brachis. With that, let's read this message. Yaakov Avinu wanted to pass. He was on a mission. He was headed out towards Charon. is very interesting because it means basically he hit a dead wall. He hit a he hit a wall, and that's what the message says. means he 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 came to a certain place and he he was. Stopped. Everything, every single place that he was headed, it was like a wall in every direction. He had no choice but to stop. He had no choice but to stop. Kiva Hashemesh says the Medrash, the sun had set. Rabban and Amri Kiva Hashemesh. This is a rather famous idea. Medrash says that Yaakov Avinu. Why did why did he stop? The pasuk says because the, the sun had set. He went to sleep there. So the medrash says the language of the pasuk is unusual. Kiva Hashemish, the the he stopped because the sun set. Usually you stop when you know you know as you get closer to the sunset. You're traveling in those times. There was no lights. There was no street lights at night. So you know likrat as it comes to the time when the sun is setting, you got to stop. But the Pesach says, he stopped because the sun set. This teaches us 
says the Medrash, that Hashem made the sun set early. Ordinarily, it takes a certain amount of time for the sun to go down from its peak for it to set. Hashem made the sun set early. Why? Hashem wanted to speak to Yaakov Avinu in private. Right, he's going to lie down, as we saw, he's going to lie down and he's going to have this awesome dream. All kinds of very deep ideas that are hinted to in the dream. The Ramban says he saw the angels going up and down. It represented the different Goliaths, the, the exiles the Jewish people would undergo. We need to understand why it represents the exiles. It went up 70 rungs representing the 70 years of the Gullus of Edom. I'm sorry, of Bavel went up a certain amount representing the different Goliaths of Modai, of Yavon, and went up and disappeared when it came to representing the Goliaths of Edom, which was still in now for 1,953 years. But Hashem wanted to reveal these things in, in private. Hashem wanted to reveal, He didn't want everyone to be around, so He, he turned off the lights, so to speak, in a sudden way. What does it mean? It's an analogy to a king who had a beloved friend, who would come to him every once in a while. Amar Amelech, the king says, He says, Turn off the lights. Turn off the lamps. Meaning, the, 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 his friend came, stopped at his house. He didn't want him to leave, so he said, Turn off the lights. I want, I want him not to leave. I want everyone else to, to go away. Everyone should know the party's over. But I want my friend to stay here. I want to talk to him privately. So this is what Hashem did. He made the sun set in its, in its incorrect time. Very interesting idea. Hashem wanted to speak to him privately. And I would say, which is why I started off talking about the tefillah, it's a very interesting thing. When we daven at night, when we pray at night, Yaakov Avinu is the one who prays at night. He establishes the prayer at night. He davened in this place. The sun set and he davened there. He was going to hear a message from HaKadosh Baruch Hashem was going to speak to him, but first Yaakov spoke to Hashem, as it were. You can imagine what his prayers were. As he's leaving Eretz Yisrael, going to, in search of a, a wife, you can imagine what his prayers were. God help me to be able to be successful in my journey. Hashem, please help me find the right wife. Hashem, please help me be able to build Klal Yisrael, be able to return. He's going to say, we'll, we'll see together as well. Please help me be able to return. What, what an awesome prayer, what a powerful prayer at that moment in the dark, in, in the night. In the night, when we pray at night, it's like a different kind of prayer. In the morning, the sun is shining, the day's beginning. And our prayer at night is a different kind of prayer. Yaakov Avinu represents the one who's going out to Gullus, as we're going to see. He's going out into exile. His, his face is facing towards the darkness. And he's praying. And Hashem is communicating with him a special message as he goes out into the darkness. Listen to this, this is such a cool medrash, such an interesting medrash. Yaakov Avinu 
what did, what what did, what's going on here? Yaakov, he he hears the voices. Interesting. He hears the voices of the Malachi Asharis of the angels, and they're saying the the sun has arrived. Medrash is saying a pshat and supposed to kivo Hashemesh. Yaakov Avinu hears the voices of the angels saying the sun has arrived. They said it twice. The sun has arrived. The sun has arrived. So there's the literal sun that's arrived, so to speak, because it's set. But it's it's the angels are saying that Yaakov is the sun. Yaakov is the sun. The sun has arrived. The sun which shines this light, as the Yitzhak explains, the sun that shines this beautiful light gives growth to the entire world. Yaakov is the sun. Yaakov provides light for the entire world. I want to read this inside the Yitzhak. He shines on the world like, like a sun, right? Wherever he comes, the Jewish people, wherever we come, he brings blessings. We bring we bring blessings to our surroundings. There are those who explain that what does it mean that he that that Yaakov is the sun? It's because there there's a piercing, just like the sun brings light into the world. Yaakov Avinu brings the light of Hashem, brings the light of spirituality. The Jewish people bring that light just like the sun. There's a constant movement every single day. So to Yaakov is the sun that shines that light. That's who we are. That's who the Jewish people is. B'shosha Omar, Yosef, Such a beautiful message. Yosef, later on, many years later, when he describes his dream to his brothers, he says he saw the sun and the moon and the and, and eleven stars bowing down to him. He in, in the in the dream, in the dream he refers to Yaakov Avinu, his father, as a son. This very marshal. Yaakov says Yaakov recognizes when he hears Yosef's dream, he recognizes that the truth of his dream the truth of his dream because it refers to Yaakov as a son just like the angels here called him the son so to Yosef refers to him as a son and what's interesting to me as we read this Medrash which is just beautiful <laughs> such a beautiful mashal for, for Yaakov Avinu and for the Jewish people what's interesting here is that the son has come where? at which point in time as, as again as Yaakov goes out into Gullus and for Yosef as well there's mention of the son as he's about to go out into his personal gullus, Yaakov is going to be away for 22 years from his family's home, from his father's home. Yosef is also going to be away from his father for 22 years. And there's a reference as he goes into gullus as the sun. Right? Even in, in the darkness of gullus, the Jewish people represent, are represented by the sun. We are the ones who shine that dark, the shine within the darkness the sun, the, the light of Hashem. Okay, so we have some interesting ideas. We have the concept of prayer. We have the concept of Hashem wanting to speak to, to Yaakov in private, as it were. We have the concept of Yaakov and Yosef, perhaps, as the sun, shining that light. 
Now, here's where we come to something very interesting, which is going to be the theme of the rest of this Dvar Torah. There were two hours. The sun said two hours early, says the Medrash. So those two hours, you know, you, you can't take anything away and not return it. Right? There, there's always has, there always has to be an equilibrium. Right? So those two hours that Hashem took away from the sun, when did the sun, when did the sun get back those two hours? Right? There were two hours the sun didn't shine that day. When did it have an opportunity to shine an extra two hours? It was when he returned to the house of his father. The Pesach says later on, when Yaakov returns back to the land of Israel, it says, the sun shone for him. This is in Bereshus, in chapter 32, verse 31. The sun shone. And finishes off the measure. So, so very interesting, right? The sun didn't shine then. The sun set early. The sun rises early again. Adds an extra two hours so that Yaakov Avinu can have those extra two hours of sun. The, the light can shine. Hashem says, this is so beautiful, so powerful. Hashem says, you are assigned to your children. Right? Yaakov Avinu going out into Gullus, going out into exile. That's us. The Jewish people, 1,953 years ago, went out into Gullus. We went out into exile. And the sun set. Right, the sun set for us, so to speak. We didn't have that light. A Kodesh Baruch Hu's light, the Pesamilish was destroyed. But Hashem says, "You are a sign for your children." Just like when you left, when you went out into exile, the sun set early for you, and when you returned, the sun rose early for you. Those two hours that you lost, you gained back. <laughs> Pasuk says as well, in regards to the Jewish people, when we went out into Gullus, Jeremiah the prophet describes the, the sadness, the darkness that we experienced, the setting of the sun, in a, cer- in a certain sense, early. But when we come back, when we return, there's going to be an early sunrise, so to speak. The light is going to start shining early. The light is going to start shining early. What does that mean? What does that mean? Okay, we're going to come back and we're going to try to understand that. But I'd like to share with you two more Midrashim. These are a little short. We'll see if we have enough time to get to both of them. I think we will. The Pasuk says that after he woke up from his dream, after he woke up from the dream, seeing the, the awesome angels rising, coming down, seeing the vision, he realizes that he's in a holy place. So he prays, he says to Hashem, I'm going to come back. He's praying that he should be able to come back safely to his father's house, which is what happens 22 years later. Right, there's a lot of simanim here. Excuse me, there's a lot of representations of the fact that Yaakov Avinu, what he does, the actions of the forefathers 
are an indication of what's going to happen to the to the children, to their children. Yaakov Avinu says these words. He says, I want to come back safely to the house of my father. This represents the Jewish people's return to Eretz Yisrael. The Jewish people's return with the rebuilding of the third base, Aminash, the third temple. These words, Vahaya, he says, we're going to see, he uses the word Vahaya, it will be. You said that you will be for me a God. I promise you, I promise you, Hashem says, all of the promises I make are going to be with the same words that you used. Yaakov Avinu, excuse me, Yaakov Avinu says, I'm going to return, Hashem will be my God. Hashem says the word, which means you will be, it will be. Hashem will be my God. That word, I'm going to use whenever I talk about the return of the Jewish people to Eretz Yisrael. Whenever I talk about the, the, the redemption of the Jewish people, I'm going to use that same word, Vahoyo. It's a key. It's a key. You want to know what the key is to redemption? You want to, you want to know what the key is to us returning? It's the word Vahoyo. And as I was learning this with my son, he pointed out, Vahoyo is the letters, Yudkevavke. It's the same letters of Hashem's name. Right? It's just reversed. And actually, it happened this week. My daughter, who's eight years old, is learning, you know, starting to read. She's starting to read Chumash. And she knows not to say Hashem's name, which is Yudke Vavke. Not to say, just to say Hashem. And she came across the word Vahoya, and she wasn't sure if she should read it or not. I said, yes, you can read it. The same letters, Vahoya. It will be. Which also means it was, but the Vav changes it to mean it will be. I'm sorry, Yaakov Avinu says, Hashem will be my God. Hashem uses that word to speak about what's going to be in the future time. When Mashiach arrives, Very interestingly, there's another Medrash, which I also saw with my son, that refers to the Be'er, the Pirkadur Belazar. It's in chapter 35, if you want to see it inside, beautiful Pirkadur Belazar speaks about the Be'er that follows the Avos. Never heard about this before, but Ramban quotes it. There's a be'er, a well that follows the avos, always providing them with water. Yaakov Avinu is also, he's he's traveling, and there's a be'er that follows him. And in the future time, says the Pirkei Rebbe, it brings this pasuk: There's going to be that very fountain, that very well that our Avais drew from, that drank from. And it's not just, it is a physical well. It is water, literal water, but it's also a spiritual well. Kedush Baruch Hu is referred to as the Be'er Maim Chaim. Kedush Baruch Hu is the well. That water is going to return. Yaakov Avinu makes a promise, I'm going to come back here to my father's house, I'm going to come back. The Jewish people will return and we're going to be reconnected to God. We're going to be reconnected to that water. Very interesting. Double language. Hashem says, I will again, I will again return. This, this reminds me of the other Medrash that we saw where Hashem, where there's a, where there's a return. 
right? There's a return of the sun. The sun returns, so to speak, right? We have the mushal of the sun representing Hashem, representing Hashem's spiritual power. Yaakovin reflecting that sun. We have the mushal of the water, the, the, the water which we draw, that Hashem returns. But Hashem says, I will return again. Liknais Esha'ar Amoi. To, to possess, to take back the rest of my nation. It will be on those days, on that day, that the mountains will be dripping with, with sweet nectar of the fruits. In the future, Hashem is going to blow that great shaifer. So, within this awesome mushal, this awesome story of Yaakov, you know, of Jacob, He's leaving, but he's he in his in his leaving. He's focused on his returning, right? When we're in Gullus, we have to have one focus. It can't be any other way. That we're trying to get back to Eretz Yisrael. Yaakov, when he's leaving, he's only leaving for one purpose: to build his home and return. To build his home and return. One more medrash. One more medrash. Yaakov halach ladarka v'yifku v'oy malachelokim. Pasik says at the at the end, at the end of our parsha, he's returning. Yaakov Avinu, it's amazing. One parsha contains his exile into Gullus, his this whole twenty-two years there, having married his many his four wives, twelve tribes, and his return back to Eretz Yisrael. Really eleven of them are born there. Twelfth Binyamin is born next week's parsha. But he comes back, and on his way back, he also meets the angels again. The same angels, it seems, perhaps. The angels he met on his way out. He meets them again on his way back in. <laughs> it's such an awesome medrash. <laughs> Listen to this beauty. <laughs> right when he left, he, he, he hit a wall. He hit a brick wall. He had no choice. He had to dive in there. Here they he they they meet him in the same language. The Medrash says, "What are they doing when they meet him? All these all these malachim, they're they're dancing in front of him. When he comes back, they're they're just it's insane joy. Sorry to use the word insane, but awesome joy, just awesome joy. Yaakov is back. Klal Yisrael is returning. <laughs> awesome joy." Rav Huna B'Shem Rav Ibe Omar. Now listen to this, because this is an incredible thing I want to share with you. Shishim Ribay Malachim Hayyu Cholon Lefnei Yaakov Avinu Beknisas LaAretz. Six hundred thousand angels were dancing. They were in a machol. They were in a circle dance in front of Yaakov Avinu when he comes back into Eretz Yisrael. Hadau Dichsiv Ayim Yaakov Kasheram Machane Alakimze. Yaakov refers to these angels when he sees them as a an encampment of God. So what's an encampment? It's an encampment of God. Where do we find another encampment of God? It's when the Jewish people are on their way back to Eretz Yisrael after they leave Egypt. 600,000 strong. 600,000 strong. Where That's, that's where HaKadosh Baruch Hu his Shechina, His Divine Presence rests upon the Jewish people when they are 600,000 strong. If we have a Machan Elakim, if we have an encampment of angels, it has to be 600,000. 
Rabbanan Amri, sages say, Kuf Chaf Ribo. It was actually 1.2 million angels. 1.2, because it says Machanayim, right? Vayikushim HaMakam Ahu Machanayim. Machanayim Arei Shishim Ribo. Machanayim Arei Kuf Chaf Ribo. If one encampment is 600,000, then two encampments are 1.2 million. That's all I want to read. There's one more line of the Medrash, but I don't want to, it's not what I want to focus on. Final thought, okay? Listen to this final thought. Very interesting. The Jewish people in 1948, this is the sun rising early, okay? Listen to this. The Jewish people in 1948, how many Jews were in the land of Israel? Do you know? It was 600,000. There were 600,000 Jews in Eretz Yisrael. In 1967, when we miraculously got back Eretz Yisrael, Yehudah Shamron, Yushalayim, the Kaisal, the Harabayith. How many people were in the land of Israel? Do you know? It was double. There were 600,000 men and another 600,000 women. 1.2 million. Right? We have an early sunset as we go out into exile. Right? The Jewish people are sent off into exile. Right? 2,000 years, 1,953 years. Perhaps corresponding to the 20 years times 100 that Yaakov was away from his from Eretz Yisrael then returned it took him 2 years from the time he got into Eretz Yisrael to return to his father's home but we've been away for so long right but when we come back there's 600,000 angels corresponding perhaps to the 600,000 Jews that were here in 1948 and according to another opinion there's 1.2 million angels corresponding to the 1.2 million Jews that are here in 1967 and this is the sun Rising early, you know, like we think about, you know, where's Mashiach, right? Oh, so many Jews are back in Israel. Is this Kibbutz Goliath? Is this the beginning of something? The sun rises early, says the Medrash. And I would like to tell you that I believe with all of my heart that the sun rising early means that we have a period of time, 75 years, from when 600,000 Jews make their way to Eretz Yisrael until Mashiach the real, the real deal arrives. Mashiach is so close, my friends. We have this early sunset. We went out into Gullis early. Because I'll say such a thing. And we have this early arrival. We have this early arrival. 75 years early, perhaps we could say. The sun is rising. It's time, my friends. It's time for all of us to return now. Don't wait. Don't wait for crazy things to happen to return to Eretz Yisrael. Come now. Yaakov called us back. Come back in peace. Come back. Yerushalayim is once again a place of Torah. Is once again a place where the the wellsprings are are pouring out. Come back to Eretz Yisrael. I invite you. Beit Shemesh is a beautiful place to live. There's plenty of chutznikim here. There's so many people from outside of Eretz Yisrael. Come. We've got it here. The mountains are dripping with sweet fruit. The shaifer the, the, the is blowing, my friends. It's blowing. It's so loud. The sun is shining already. Because is shining his light. It's time to come back. I want to bless you and ask you to bless me. Hashem should help us. That we should be zeich, we should merit to see this sun rising, to recognize that it's the sun rising early. 
Hashem should help us to return to our Eretz Yisrael. Hashem should help us to come back in peace, safely. Hashem should help us to hear the voice, to see the 600,000 angels, to see the 1.2 million angels, to come back b'shalom. El Beisavi, we should be able to recognize that we could be stuck. We can be stuck here because we have no choice or we can come back in a peaceful way. Hashem should help us to be able to come back in a peaceful way. Maybe we be zeiche to see the building of the base of English speedily and in our days. Thank you so much for listening. Have a wonderful Shabbos. This podcast was made possible through the gracious donations of listeners like you. For more podcasts like this, please visit www.arigoldwag.com or search on iTunes, Ari Goldwag.